Hey everyone, welcome to the Trading Success Podcast. I'm here with Michael Steckler, the CEO of Trader Fight, and really excited to dive into some of the things that people need to know about choosing a job management system, why it's important, and some of the problems that you're going to face if you don't have a system in place, and some of the things that will happen if you continue to do it uh, with an inferior system. And uh, yeah, just excited to dive in and find out more about you and, and what you're doing at TradeFi, Michael. Great. Nice, nice to be on the show. Thanks for asking me. Awesome. All right. So love to find out a little bit about um, your background and how you got into TradeFi. So t- tell us a little bit about you and, and how you got into it. Yeah, I was, I'll give you the abridged version. I started in the sort of technology space probably uh, 23 years ago now. It goes quick. Um, yeah. Working for a company called uh, MSN or part of Microsoft uh, back oh, in yeah. the day. So those who remember it, I think you call it 9MSN. MSN chat. Yeah, yeah, 9MSN down down in Australia. Um, yeah. So I did that for about seven years. Then I sort of ran uh, another business that some people will know called AOL, uh, America Online uh, in the UK. Um, I then worked for a, another startup, which became a bigger company, um, advertising company over over time. And then probably about 2015, with that company, I moved to the US, took my family to the US and sort of lived in New York for a few years. And then in uh, 2019, we moved down to New Zealand. So my wife's originally from New Zealand, and we came down here. And I met Curtis, who was the founder of Tradeify. We kind of hit it off. Um, I loved what he was doing. I think he was solving really big problem on a global scale. Um, I could see, you know, where the issues were for trades people and trades companies. So I initially sort of joined the board of Tradeify, and then probably about a year or so into that, um, Curtis asked me if I'd jump in as CEO, uh, which I did. I loved the company, loved what it was doing. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, and here we are a couple of, two, year, two years or so later, um, still enjoying Awesome. Oh, great. So so with, with those problems you saw in terms of the industry in general, like what are some of the things that you, you see that, you know, a solution like this would help with? Oh, the biggest one, I mean, the mission of the company hasn't changed, which is really to give, uh, in the old days, we'd say give traders their nights back, but really it's about um, giving trades people more time. And so that was the mm-hmm. biggest issue that we saw. And I think there were two two things that, that we were solving for. One was giving people more time so they didn't have a, you know, either work long nights doing quotes, invoices, and catching up with general admin, uh, or working weekends, whatever that looked like. And the other one was actually giving a more professional and more efficient customer experience, their end customer. Uh, that was another yeah. big thing that we saw. I think with COVID, that kind of accelerated some of that adoption or expectation from customers to receive things uh, digitally. So that that pressurization yeah. on one hand, and then just being more efficient, really, which for some people means more business and more work. And for others, it just means, great, I get a day, you know, a few nights back um, during the week. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the number one problem is trades get into business to get more time. Like they'll start, oh, look at these you know, as a business owner, I'll be able to choose when I work and all this, but then the demands from the clients, you know, your staff and everything kicks in. And now you have almost like a family you've got to support and, um, you, it, the responsibility takes over and then they have no time. So yeah, getting that structure is really important. Yeah. And a lot of trades companies, um, best phrase I've heard is they like to say yes. Um, and I think that's for, yeah. for good reasons, right? You don't know how long work's going to, but it's going to dry up and, and people have long memories from prior recessions or other things like that um but the yeah. challenge of that is you know you're doing all that work and at some point you need to catch up on that back office stuff and that's usually the thing that comes last it's the probably because it's the least enjoyable for trades companies right the thing they yeah. do um yeah so yeah finding a solution that can help them do that on the job and we w- our principle is can we provide a mobile office ultimately can we do it such yeah. such a great job that actually by the time you get back to the office very, there's very little work left to do on the app inside that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to build yeah totally i think also like 
when we start a business, we don't realize that we're actually starting a new trade yeah. effectively. We're, try- we're starting a new skill set. We're good at our trades. We're like, yeah, I could do this. I could run my own business. And then it's a whole different, it's like electricians learning plumbing all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I have no skills in this. And so I love platforms like, you know, you guys that you make it easy to, to make that transition. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So coming back, I would like to come back to the problem and, and some of the situations yeah. that tradespeople find them in and how, you know, this is a solution. But I'm really intrigued in some of the your previous work. So like MSN, AOL, uh, what did you learn at those companies? Like obviously massive global companies. What are some of the things that maybe a tradesperson could bring into their you know, mums and dads o- operation from how big companies run and, and why they're so successful and why they can scale um, without it collapsing? You know, like a sole traders just can't handle even thinking about getting an extra job sometimes because of how busy they are. What do these big companies do that, from your experience that someone could use in their trade business? I think there's probably a few things. The number one thing I think you have to be very, very good at is prioritization. So, you know, the bigger you get, uh, there's often a, people think, oh, the more employees you have, the bigger the company, you can do lots of stuff. But actually, you always have the same challenge, which is you can pick a long list of things you could do. So prioritization of where you're going to focus, I think, is really, really important. And I think that's just as applicable to a small business trade as it is to a to a larger company, like where you're going to specialize. Yeah. What's the area you're going to work in? What's the type of customers you're going to service? So that kind of thought process around where you focus your business, I think, is is number one. The other one is yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a people business, right? I think even with big companies, finding the best people, nurturing that talent, keeping them as part of your company is really important. And I think in the early days of, and it's still the same today, of technology, finding great people was hard and finding those people with mm-hmm. very distinct skill sets. So to me, I actually find that really comparable when I talk to trades companies that are trying to grow or even just trying to maintain their current business, trying to find a qualified electrician, you know, they're like gold dust, trying to hire an apprentice and then get them up to speed. All those challenges is very, very similar to running a big company, just you've got more of those types of people. So understanding the the people that will help you win, I think is important. And the last thing, which I think Microsoft for me was a really great uh, learning curve was just around process. So like having a really, really great streamlined process. And I think the importance of process is not to overcomplicate it but to have a process to understand you know this is how we start work this is how we service our customers this is how we invoice our customers that sort of process approach um i think i've used throughout my career right is understanding you know it just becomes second nature you just do it uh because it's been drilled into you over many years so they're the sort of three dimensions i think are very comparable to to trades companies yeah so let's talk let's talk a little bit about that because i think there's a lot of skills and development that people could use from what you said so tradespeople i know like from working with you know over five thousand trade business owners i know that a lot of the time people will hire reactively so they'll get to the point where they've already reached capacity and they're like i just can't handle any more work and then someone somehow shows up and they go oh i'm looking for a job and then they hire them so there's no real process in yeah. you know the interview phase and making sure that the right person joins the team. So was Microsoft hiring like that? Were they just like, hey, you're on the street, you can come work for us? Or is there a process in place? There's a process. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a, there's a, pro- there's a process. Yeah. yeah, I think probably the, the phrase, the, the most common phrase, I mean, there is an element of business planning around, you know, how fast are we going to grow? Where are we going to be? And then if we do hit those numbers, whatever those aspirations are, what are the people we're going to need and how many of them we're going to need? And I think that's yeah. just as applicable to trades businesses. So having that 
a lot of trades businesses probably it's probably when they come to, to to people like you greg haven't thought through what's the business plan even for the next 12 months or two years and yeah. going through that process kind of helps answer the question about how many people do you need because the business plan is hey we're going to grow the business 50 percent in this area and we're really confident we're going to do that then you know that within six months you're going to need to find another uh, another tradies come on board and help you or an apprentice that you're going to build over 12 yeah. months or whatever whatever that looks like so i think I, I call it just a business plan having a business plan that says this is what we want to achieve and then just having milestones that help you decide when to do certain things like when to hire that first employee or third employee whatever it is in terms of that that journey so i think actually having a plan probably the it sounds really obvious but it's a thing that many people not just trades companies lots of companies don't really do a good job of and then it's sort of they're caught by surprise when they're like oh we need all these people and they haven't you know they're then reactive which is really the worst time to hire because you just described you then end up hiring people that you may just put off the street who aren't necessarily the best fit culturally or aren't the best best people for the job yeah totally yeah i 100 percent agree with what you're saying because in our in the academy we've we've got a three-year scaling pathway to operational time freedom so in that like there's bronze silver gold so at bronze level when you when you graduate that you've got two tradies one apprentice one admin yeah and it's very structured and this is what you need to learn and this is what you need to implement and then you go to the focus on other things within the business right and i see other people like just grabbing at straws like maybe i need to implement a safety system right now or maybe i need to build that or someone said i need that in my business i'll focus on that but it's not what they need to work on right now um, so yeah, I think what you're saying, like a, a structured business plan actually helps you understand what, where you're going is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And probably how, cool. how realistic it is as well. And like if, you, if your ambition is, you know, I've spoken to some companies where they're, the ambition is to do a four day week, you know, you can work out, right. How many customers do I need? How's that going to look? How many staff do I need? Can I afford to pay them? And, you know, for some people they've said, actually, it's not realistic in the next 12 months, but it's maybe a three year plan. It's not a, not a 12 month plan. So I think it's uh, having the aspiration is a really good start point. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Cool. And then you also touched on process. So in terms of big business that you've worked in in the past, what, how do people structure the processes? Like how do they organize everything? How do they make sure people actually follow process? Because I think once we do hire tradespeople, one of the biggest complaints I hear is they just do it. They don't do it like me. Therefore, I should just do it myself and yeah. I'm going to fire everyone. <laughs> like. So, but there's a way to actually get them to do it like you to an extent. So, um, I'd love to hear what big businesses do to make sure people are held accountable to their roles. Well, I think it comes back a little bit to, to uh, metrics. I, you know, I, I love metrics. Our business is very metrics heavy from looking at the health of our customers, all those types of things. Um, but you want, I use the word metrics, which can be different, but things that are hardcore numbers or things that you can point to about productivity or whatever else that you can hold people accountable to. Um, it can't be gut feel. It's very hard if you sort of say to someone, hey, I don't think you're really following the process. And they're like, well, where? And you sort of yeah. say, well, I thought, oh, you know, if, if it's vague, it's very difficult to manage that. So I think having a structure with very specific things that you can point to, um, which could be hours worked, it could be jobs done in a certain period of time, efficiency, mm -hmm. any number of things, um, I think is important. I think the other thing, though, is building trust with employees. Um, so you can let go. I think the hardest thing for most business owners is exactly what you described, which is letting go of stuff. Um, I think where big companies are good is you, you hire great people with the intention is, right, great. If I hire great people, I'm going to trust them to go and manage this thing. I don't need to be involved. Um, I'll trust them to do that. But you have enough of a, you know, Microsoft was very good at having scorecards that show you, you know, are things on track? And again, I come back to metrics. It's either green and yeah. or it's red, it's off track. 
And you can point to those things with people and say, hey, look, we're off track. What's happening? Understand a bit more. Again, it might not even be their fault, but uh, without those metrics or productivity or efficiency things that you you measure, um, I think it's quite difficult to hit people over the head with them. So that for me is probably a key thing. It was all feeling then, isn't it? And then feelings like bubble up and then you're having arguments based on that. Yeah. Well, and you also like perception. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I was like, yeah, employee. It could be perception. You might not even necessarily. There might just be yeah. a different type of person, culture in the company that you've had before, and then people make an assumption about them. Um, but it might be they're more efficient than the average employee. Maybe they do the job in four hours, not five. Um, so you have to have those yeah. very clear, clear goals that can be measurable. I think, which is, I think, is easier in in most trade trade companies. There's an element of being able to do that. Yeah. So. In saying that, what do you feel from your experience at Tradeify now after the last couple of years that are the most important metrics that can be tracked using a job management system that you feel people can create a, and like a traffic light system to be able to support their staff to become better at what they're doing? Because I think it also comes back to an element of when people hire other people, they don't realize that they've been trained by others and sometimes they're not. They don't know what you want. So it's, it needs, you need to get very clear on how you want things done. Um, so I'd love to, to understand what you know now, working deep in the back end and the systems agent yeah. of trade businesses. What are those metrics that you feel our job management system like Tradeify can actually track? Yeah, I think for us, the things that we our customers care about and one of the reasons they use Tradeify, there's, prob- there's probably a few things. One is is just, I mean, a high level which doesn't impact the rest of the company is how much time you're spending on admin so for us that's the start point you know we ask most of our customers where do you start and if they're saying hey we're spending 40 hours a week whatever it is we look to make a significant hit and improvement on that so if i take a simple example one of the things that i think is really important is time to quote so you know if there are recessionary factors or you want to you're a new business you want to win business that time it takes to quote a customer is really really important so we we kind of look at how quickly quotes go out volume of inquiries that come in, those types of things, I think are important business health metrics to show that you have demand. Um, lots of companies don't need to generate demand. They have kind of that uh, embedded kind of word of mouth demand. But understanding how quickly you get a quote back, I think is important because that's how most trading mm-hmm. companies lose business. They don't they don't quote fast enough. So that's key. Number of quote, winning quotes obviously I think is important, right? You might be too expensive. Might be a reason you're not winning business. Again, I think that's an important metric to, to look at. Um, so quotes actually become real business. Within the system itself, we, you know, the core part that most of our customers really value is the job management aspect itself. So that's really around things like timesheets for employees. You can see actually the amount of time it took them to do a job. I think that's important. Um, so you can start to figure out over time. Certainly if you have those reti- repeatable type jobs, say if you're an electrician, you're doing very similar work in similar places, um, you start to get a picture of productivity and how long it takes employees to do certain certain jobs. That's an important one. And then the one that I think we, I would probably start with and probably is the most important is the time to cash. So how quickly you get paid. I don't think we talk enough about it as, a, as an industry, but using yeah. job management software kind of allows you to invoice quicker, measure the invoices that were sent and opened by customers, and then make sure you're paid within a certain time frame. Uh, and actually using software to make those customers pay you quicker. I think that really, really is important yeah. and will become more important. We've seen this with you know how people manage their suppliers and merchants how they put those costings into Tradeify. But working out the gap between when you're spending money and when you're getting paid, I think is really, really important. And that's probably one of the key kind of overall health metrics for a, for a trades business. If you can get paid quickly, um, you'll survive and be a thriving business. If you're not, then there's a chance that at some point um, it kind of gets ugly. 
Yeah. Well, we just ran, I, I fully agree with everything you just said. We just ran a cash flow uh, training for our mastermind level people last week. And um, some of the ideas there, like at a high level, if you look at it, you want to get paid quicker and pay slower, like to your suppliers. Yeah. So, and that's so a lot of people right now are struggling because December, usually that whether they know it or not, um, low level of billable hours because they take time off for Christmas and all that. And then people don't pay because they went on holidays and they're slow to come back in January. And so, and now a tax bill has been issued to them to pay by the end of February. So there's this ticking time bomb feeling um, kicking in. And so we ran over 10 like epic strategies to manage cash flow. And it was just like what you said, like work out ways to get paid quicker through better contracts or just payment on site and then slow those payments out. So that's really cool. Um that yeah, that trade yeah, applies, yeah, yeah, does those sort of things. Yeah, we're not. I mean, we're not the only one. I think one of the things we see. We did a survey of our customers recently. Um, even if you look at our invoicing capability, it used to take most trades companies. I think most of ours. I've got the number. It's fresh, fresh off the press. But um, most trades companies were spending two to three hours to produce an invoice, which is you know crazy. Ooh. Think about it. If they use a job management software, I, I can talk to Tradeify, but I'm sure it's very similar for others. It's like fifteen to thirty minutes. So the difference yeah. in, and for some of them, it's like two to three minutes. And so, and the reason it's two to three minutes is because you've already created the quote. So actually in many instances, unless there's been a significant change, even if there has, you're just turning the quote into an invoice. And so I think that's the, yeah. one of the really amazing things about job management software as a whole, um, is the ability to take something that took hours and people sort of, you know, went over and were very sort of fine tuning, making sure it was accurate, then emailing it out to customers. Now you're talking about minutes. Um, and if they can even send mm. that invoice there and then on site even better and I, I would urge companies to start thinking more about even for smaller jobs taking payment from the customer there and then um again you just reduce yeah. that reduce that time and you reduce the need to chase them and all that all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah perfect no so good um so i want to circle back to the couple of bullet points that you said there so one of the things was quote turnaround so do in tradeify do you actually track the moment a quote quote is created in the system to the moment that you convert it to a job or is and there's a time element that's reportable in that. Is that how that works? Um, what the the thing, I mean, we, and we we care more about the productivity of our system for our customers than um, if that makes sense. So what we're looking at is yeah. whenever they send a quote, one of the things that Tradeify does is once the quote hits a, a, an inbox of a their end customer, as soon as the customer opens it, they can see within Tradeify that it's been opened. So that's a good sort of sign of great they've opened it. And if a few days later they haven't responded, we will automatically without any interference from the tra- tradesperson will automatically send the quote again to remind the customer hey you received this quote yeah responded then obviously a trades company can then decide if they want to pick the phone up and say hey i know you've seen the quote is it too expensive what's going on on with that yeah um, clearly clearly we can then see if those quotes become jobs within tradeify yeah um but the initial kind of metric that's probably more important is the like how many of those quotes you're sending out because if you're a trades company and you're doing 10 quotes a week and you're not winning any then that's a that's a big red flag for that for that business owner to sort of figure out what's happening, um, and it could be pricing, yeah. it could be any, could, it, could be any number of things. But that's principle we care about is really how quickly can we get that in the hands of a customer, and how, how do we reduce that kind of the old way of doing it, which was to pick up your phone and text someone, ring them, and chase a customer, which is uh, kind of painful, right? And just having an email yeah. is far far more efficient. Yeah, if you can automate, do it. <laughs> like if it works, then make sure you do it. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Um, so that's the quoting phase. Like if we were to move through maybe um, the 
you know, the workflow of Tradeify. It'd be great to just understand some of the features, some of the, some of the benefits, and I'd love to find out more about, you know, how people can start to think around this in their business, no matter what they're, you know, doing, even if it's a paper copy, um, but better process throughout the, the timeline. That would be cool to just explore through that if you're happy to move through the workflow. Say, yeah. instance, as soon as someone uh, receives a, a work order or a phone call from a client, um, how do we move through the system? Yeah, ultimately, there's a number of um, kind of areas that I think I, I would probably talk to. So we, we put it into a number of uh, different different kind of phases. Um, yeah. First one, really, once they've received a, an approved quote, I guess let's take it from, from that point. So they've usually received an inquiry. Sometimes it's just a direct quote. It's been approved by a customer. Um, then what happens is really they're then integrating their kind of price lists um, directly from, you know, from whoever their supplier is. So they're going to put in yeah. the, 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 the equipment and things they're going to need for that job. They're probably going to assign that work. So if you're a larger company, well, even if you're a company with just a couple of employees, you're going to assign the work to an individual. So yeah. sometimes within Tradeify, um, if there's a back office person, often a family member or not, they might assign the work based on location. So if it was a quote that came in in real time, they might look on a map in Tradeify and see where their employees are and then say, hey, you know, you're nearest to the job. We're going to assign the work to you. Um, that's an important mm-hmm. part of it. But the costing phase is probably one of the pieces that I think most of our customers find really, really valuable is the ability to keep, you know, create line items. Um, one of the features that we find for many of our customers that do more repeatable or replicable work is the notion of kits. And kits is where you pre-build um, a kit, which is a common job that you might do. And that already has the costings, the, the equipment you're going to use, and you can then tweak that kit based on the customer that automatically schedules and creates all of that work for you. Um, the other important piece is timesheets. Clearly, you want to make sure you can track costs and hours worked, uh, again, for the end customer that can then be created into the invoice. So timesheets is another important part of the job. And then once they're actually on the job, there are other things that we incorporate into Tradeify, like photography, I think is a photography and notes. I think sometimes is an underused um, part of job management software, but really, really important. I think it's really important, especially when there's customer conflict. So if at the end of a, a job, you're a tiler, you've tiled a bathroom, the customer's then broken a tile and, you know, they've said, oh, you know, there's a tile broken. You left a tile broken or this was not working. Yeah. And um, again, you have photographic evidence assigned to that job. And so for us within Tradeify, the job itself has everything, quote, invoice, um, costings, all associated to that one job. So again, it's a really easy way uh, for a trades company to be able to put information very quickly if a customer phones up and has an issue or, or concern. So that's kind of the core yeah. functionality that we, we really, um, we see most of our customers using the most. Yeah, I like it. All right, cool. So we teach at the Academy of Teacher Method called Shopping List Pricing System, and it's about pricing, like fixed pricing, packaging item. Let's just take a PowerPoint, for example. It includes, you know, cable, a PowerPoint, fixings, and labor. So is that uh, an example of how you would use a kit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and it depends on the, the customer and who you're scheduling for the work. So you can expose different things to different people. So you might want to show your actual real costs to your employees in some instances. They want to show the marked up costs if, they, if that's the way they charge. Um, if it's just mm-hmm. billable hours, again, that's very simple. You already have your billable hour rates within Tradeify. So it can automatically create the quote and the invoice directly from those billable hours. So there, uh, there are a number of different sort of drop down menus that we have that really allow for the common use cases that most trades companies use and if there isn't if it isn't in there you create a bespoke one yourself based on how you charge yeah yeah totally cool yeah i think the two most important metrics in terms of labor efficiency 
is job efficiency. Like how well did your tradesperson eff- like effectively work on site? So that's right. working out like your billable hours divided by your actual hours on site. Now, if you're charging by the hour plus materials, it's just effectively going to be hundred percent efficient every time in terms of labor efficiency. But if you're using something like kits, you can actually get the job done faster than the kit's time. And there you've got a, a positive over hundred percent efficient on the job, which, um, can be really beneficial because people are used to buying uh, and that's what the shop and this pricing is all about. They're used to going to the shop and buying a box of cereal, you know, like not a, not a, a some cardboard, a bag, 5,000 of cereal flax and, and uh, you know, 12 minutes of labor, uh, which is right. a lot of people charge like that, that. People aren't used to that. So I think um, when we can start to, to incorporate this in things like kits, then we're able to uh, get more than hundred percent efficiency on the job. And then overall efficiency for the day. And this is where a lot of people lose out in that visibility of how they actually performed because they might've gone to a job at, you know, for four hours and did 150% labor efficiency. And they look at it and go, I've got 150%. How good is that? But when we go over the eight hours of a workday, they actually only did 75% efficient. Now you time 75% efficiency to their late hourly rate and it's a big discount and cuts all their profit out. So, um, yeah, so software like that is is awesome to be able to track that. Yeah, and even with our scheduler and the mapping functionality, I think one of the things that we, we often see, it depends on the country and it, it varies by country, but just the travel time even, just not accounting for people who sometimes say yes to a job, to your exact point, and the job might be three hours, but they've spent three hours getting there and back. Um, and in some yeah. instances, they don't, they don't always, you know, they're not charging for that. So they're accepting the work. They, you know, they might even include that as part of, hey, we'll do the job, but we're going to charge you um, for the travel time. And that's more commonplace in some countries mm-hmm. than others. And so, again, those differences can be can be important. But yeah, there's, there can be a lot of dead time that's just not accounted for. Yeah, cool. No, that's all good. All right, so what are some of the, the main challenges you hear from tradies? Like, they're like, um, even using Tradeify, they're like, well, I don't know how to do this or how, yeah. like, these are the biggest challenges I'm facing. Like, what are you hearing out in the marketplace? I think probably the biggest thing for us, and I'll talk about new kind of customers, is probably just the level of um, change of process is the best way of describing it. So if you have been using, to the extreme example, pen and paper, um, I don't think we as a software company underestimate how hard that is for some people. And so I think what often happens is you have this initial moment of, you know, great, I've got a software. You start using it. It feels kind of hard because it's very different to what you did previously. And so some customers just stop and say, this is too hard. And they just go back to what they used to do. so that's a thing that we, you know, we're trying to make the software even easier, but we also have a support team so that, you know, if someone needs to pick up the phone, we train people when they first sign up. Um, but again, we're always on the end of the phone if there's issues. That's just that whole adoption of software. I just think we try and urge trades companies to be, don't don't worry about it. I mean, it's natural. You should, you should, it should be challenging or it could be challenging and you shouldn't be embarrassed about that. It's just pick the phone up and, and get help where you can. Sometimes even from other trades people that already use software. So that, that change of process is probably one thing. Um, I think the other one is just uh, probably just a, around time efficiency. So just thinking about moving from having kind of a part of the day that's admin focused and thinking about how you incorporate that actually into the work itself. Um, so the great thing about software is you can create a quote actually almost instantly when you're there with the customer for some jobs, not for, not for all jobs, but you can certainly let the software do some of the heavy lifting. So I think that notion of, again, mindset shift from I have to wait till I get back to the office or I'm going to send the information to the office actually use the software because even if you half populate that's still potentially you know minutes or hours of savings uh, later in the day so they're probably the, the two big things um i think cash is cash has become more important 
uh, I think with uh, you know post COVID, with costs going up, inflation, all those things, I think there's definite you know that's still an issue for most trades companies managing that. I think they've uh, I wouldn't use the word pivoted, but they've navigated that more effectively recently in terms of how they charge the customers and the difference between quote and an estimate and and making sure that um, their end consumers understand that. That's one area that I think has changed over the last sort of twelve to twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, those changes in material costs and it just eats your profit away is devastating. Some of the stories I've heard. Yeah, because I think yeah. the problem is, you know, the, the, these are decent people and decent companies that unfortunately have made a made a quote. They kind of want to stick to it versus going back to the customer and just saying, "Hey, look, I can't, I can't do the job for the the price I quoted you because of you know this this line item mm. here went up by twenty five thirty percent." And so I think it's really important to to sort of be prepared for that and then also obviously salary inflation is another thing that's happened uh within the trades ecosystem right as it's become harder to hire people and uh, have the workforce there that's that's not necessarily available so again that that has an impact on your costs yeah awesome all right um just to end it off i'd love to know like is there anything coming technologically uh which is exciting what are you guys getting excited about what's some stuff that's like trade tradies need to get excited about this because it's coming um that we can share yeah we are um we rolled a re- big update to the ske- scheduler so anyone that's traded by customer will already have that and hopefully enjoying it um if not let us know but that was a big piece of work we've also really upgraded sort of invoicing and quote um look and feel of trade if I, so there's more flexibility to change colors all that kind of stuff i think it's really important for their own uh image to their end consumer yeah. The area that we're we're working on now, which I'm probably the most excited about, is um, which I refer to is really notes. So the ability to really quickly take pictures, annotate what's going on in a job within Tradeify, but making that yeah. quicker, quicker and easier um, for our customers. So it's just, again assigned to that job. I think is really, going to be a really big be a really big deal for 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 our customers. Um, that's one area, probably the area I'm most excited about because I think it's the thing in the in the future. As I've said, I want I want our customers to be doing everything on mobile. Um, and actually making that process of take, taking photography or video and annotation of that photography or video, um, I think is a really big deal, really big deal for making their lives easier. Yeah, and even being able to potentially take a photo of the plans and then annotate over the top of the plans, which then attaches to the job, all of that stuff is, yeah, really, really yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's data management organization, like you were saying earlier, so awesome. Yeah. Great stuff. Um Anything else you want to share with the crew before we wrap it up? No, I've just, I've already said it really, but I really appreciative of anyone. I know you were a lot, a lot of people um, over there. Anyone that's a Tradeify customer, we appreciate your customer. And, and you know, um, we always appreciate feedback. Uh, so please let us know if there is any. And I think the only other thing is if, you know, if you're a trades company, you're struggling, you want to use job management software. Um, I think most of us do this, but, you know, pick up the phone. We're having to talk to people on the phone and, and help navigate that experience. It's not always easy. So we're, we're kind of here to help because we understand that. Amazing. Thanks so much, Michael. Have a great day. Yeah. You you t- oh, I did have one thing. We have a, we have a promo code for you. I don't know if you're going to put that in the show notes, but we did do actually have a promo code for any listeners that wanted to sign up for Tradeify. I'll be, the marketing team will go mad if they mention it. So it's uh, yeah. TSA50. TSA50. So if you sign up with that code, you get Tradeify 50% off for three months. So yeah. That's the last thing. We'll chuck it in the show notes. Yeah. Thanks for remembering. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. All right. Cheers, Greg. See you soon. Cheers. Bye.